0: This podcast is sponsored by gamesbasement.co.uk, the only games website designed by gamers for gamers. Follow us on Twitter and don't forget to visit www.gamesbasement.co.uk on our launch date 27th of April 09. Welcome to episode 2 of the High School Podcast, this is uh, Dr Zach Zeus again and I'm joined by Stripe.
1: Hello, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, all good and finally we hope that the sound's sorted out a little bit, we've got loads of wires going everywhere, we've kind of muddled together some different software and it should be a bit better for everyone so hopefully you'll enjoy this a little bit more.
2: Yeah,
1: let's hope.
0: yeah Yeah. um so we're gonna start off as normal um should we go through the format
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna start off with what we've been playing uh then we'll probably move on to a little bit of news and we've had a couple of letters and reviews on itunes so we're gonna just go over uh an email we've had and we'll just say thanks to a few people for their reviews so let's get started
0: yeah, okay. So, um, should we start with you? Uh, what have you been playing? I know you've been a bit busy. But... Yeah, I've been a
1: bit busy, uh, and I've not been feeling too well, so the Xbox hasn't turned on much, neither has the PlayStation, but uh, I've been playing a few odds and ends. Um, my, main, my main game I've been playing, again, has been Resident Evil 5. Um, I, I completed it on, on normal. Um, I, I'm whoring this game, though, to be fair, because I completed it on normal with a good friend of mine called Deathmash, and a good friend of yours as well. Who we're going to try and get on the podcast at some point. Um, I hoard it on normal and then we, we went, I can hoard it on amateur. Then we did some gold farming on a certain section of the game so that we could basically max out all of our weapons. Um, so we did amateur. Then we went through and we did veteran with like infinite magnum and stuff like that. And now we're finally going for professional. Um, which at the moment we're like a third of the way through it and it's an absolute bitch. It's literally yeah. like one hit kill by a zombie. If you're not standing next to your partner, when they get hit by a zombie because if you're not standing next to them you can't heal them they literally you, the zombie hits you and you've got two three seconds maximum to heal your partner or they're dead it's game over and uh so we're just trying to work our way through that but we've we hoard it a little bit more and got infinite rockets now as well so we're literally just walking into the room with rocket launchers laying waste to everybody and then moving through but uh we're definitely getting the longevity out of the game it's, it's ridiculous yeah. the amount of longevity you can get out of that
0: Yeah, I need to actually give it a go sometime. I'm sure I will soon. Um, You'll probably be bored of it. Well, to be fair,
1: even though we've played it quite a few times, it's not getting boring yet. And the the great thing about it is if I do play with anyone like yourself or anyone who hasn't played it yet, I've got literally about 140 health, health kits in my inventory and stuff like that, so I can... I can just basically heal as many times as I need to, and I've got tons of ammo that I can give people. So it's been fantastic to be able to play it several times just to get to that point. And obviously they released the DLC out today uh, for the online mode, which I'm kind of in two minds whether to get. I mean, I don't know about you. I I was personally quite annoyed when they announced that this DLC was coming so soon after launch.
0: Yeah, I can see it as something that companies are going to start doing a little bit more. It'd be nicer if the game was a little bit cheaper and then you had the choice. Yeah, the it would
1: mode. be good. I mean, its yeah. I think it's something like 450, 460 Microsoft points. I don't know what it is on, on PlayStation. I haven't checked. But they've added new achievements, which is great. And it does look like it's going to bring more into the game. But I just feel a little bit gypped in a way that, you know, they brought out a £35 game. And then a month later, they're asking for another 5 yeah, yeah,
0: I think it's because um, they try and do that month later thing where they bring out a title and then get the content out within a month. But this is the versus part. This yeah. is the
1: versus. Yeah, this is. I think they've got like they've got a few versus modes in there. I think there's survivors and a couple of other modes in there. So I think you can play basically play as a team surviving other people coming.
0: So it's a little bit like Horde. In
1: yeah, the- it seems a little bit like Horde, but yeah. I think there's more people coming against you. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how it stands but i might give it a download i've got a few spare points so might see how that goes and um otherwise i've been playing um burn zombie burn on the ps3 um anyone who comes onto the website see i've done a review of this um it's a psn game i think it was something like 6.99 5.99 6.99 i can't remember i just choose the game and let the credit card do the walking um it's, as I said in the review, it's very Robotron, uh, Smash TV style. So it's top down shooter. Um, frustratingly, it doesn't use twin sticks, which obviously a lot of shooters do now, especially Geometry Wars and, and games like that. So it's not twin stick, but apparently the reason the developers took out that twin stick option was because there's melee weapons in there. And basically you play a Bruce Campbell ripoff, um, who has to fend off waves and waves and waves of zombies. So he's very Robotron. Um, you have, but it's just full of hilarity. It's it's a very funny game. Like I so say, you play a Bruce Campbell sort of rip off. So he's got all the quotes in there from Evil Dead and stuff like that. And you've got standard guns, pistols, UZIs, but then you can pick up a lawnmower and run around and you basically suck them into the blades of the lawnmower and things like that. Um, and it's 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 a really good game because it just brings back you know the the fundamentals of gaming, which is just score a big score and then go back and see if you can beat it and if your friends can beat you and things like that. And there's an offline co-op mode, which I haven't had a chance to try yet. Uh, unfortunately, no online co-op, which did let it down on its score, because I think if it had online co-op, it could be miles better fun. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been playing a little bit of that.
0: So that looks a little bit like uh, Zombies Ate like My Neighbors. Is that the SNES yeah. game? It yeah, does yeah. look a little bit like that. Uh,
1: in, especially in terms of the fact that it's zombies and it's got comedy in it. Um, it, it plays It plays really well. I mean, you literally are just running around strafing people uh, and shooting them as best as you can. Uh, And like I say, you've got the melee weapon, but you can also set all the zombies on fire. And if you set them on fire, it gives you a multiplier to your score. Uh, And then if you kill any of the ones that aren't on fire, obviously, so say you've set 50 on fire and then you kill one that's not, you get one times 50, things like that. Um, It's a superb little game. I think anyone who's got a PlayStation, get onto PSN uh, and download that because it's a great fun game.
0: Yeah, nice. Definitely sounds good. I'd love to get a PlayStation. Yeah, you first, definitely but... <laughs> get a
1: PlayStation anyway. Uh, but yes, yeah, worth a download to anyone who's got got PS3 uh, and PSN. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, um, anything else? Is this kind of?
1: Um. Well, I haven't really played a lot of other things. I mean, I spoke last time on the last podcast that I was going to review The Pit uh, for Fallout Three, and I am working my way through that. Uh, like I say, I haven't really felt hundred percent, so I haven't been on there a lot, uh, and they've still been having quite a few bugs and problems with it. So. I was basically looking at a lot of new sites and saw that because they were going to fix it again, so I decided yeah. to wait. And, and uh, I'm actually going to restart the DLC tonight yeah. and try and get through the pit from there. And hopefully, there'll be there'll be less bugs and there'll be less problems with it as well. And I actually be able to knock out a proper review.
0: Yeah, cause it seems a little bit strange because, as far as I know, the um, the first download what was that called the, in the Chinese Operation Anchor. Yeah, Operation increase there
1: wasn't really any... No, no, I mean, it nonsense. went up fine. I mean, They said with the pit that there was a language, it was the Eng- English language file that, that corrupted on Xbox Live, and then it, it was literally 24 laters, and they patched it, and they got the new version up and running, but apparently even this one's got some bugs. I mean, I've noticed there's been a few bugs, and a friend of mine spoke to me the other day and said how he'd, he'd gone into one section, and he was kind of caught in a voice loop. The character kept saying the same thing. All right. So he pulled out his shotgun and blew off the guy's head obviously just a little bit of fun went and explored the game went back and there's a head on the floor just talking you know bugs like that and i had a bug where i couldn't find my weapons that i knew where they should be there and things like that so you know i decided to take a step back go into it when it's fixed so that i can review it properly because i don't want to yeah. review it with the bugs in it because it's not fair yeah.
0: yeah and there's nothing more irritating as well when you get a fair way through and then realize you're gonna have to do it yeah. again
1: i mean i've got quite so. quite a reasonable way through i think From what I've seen people say, I'm about a third of the way through it anyway, but I don't really mind starting again. It's a great game to play and as long as the DLC works a bit better I know what I've done at the beginning so I can pretty much run back through. Um, Other than playing the pit, all I've really done is I've I've played a little bit of the new, pardon my bastardising of it's pronunciation we pronounce it Suikoden or Suikoden um, Suikoden Tear Crease on the DS which I haven't played a lot, I'm about three, four hours through it Um, so far, solid RPG anyone who's a fan of the and franchise should adore it. It's, it's got the 108 characters that you need to track down as normal, and it just plays like a standard RPG. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is the voice acting is hilarious. It's yeah. literally, it's like someone's recording an anime soundtrack and they put it on high-speed dubbing and, and taking out all the emotion as well. It, it's hilarious. To be honest, the best thing to do is just turn the sound down and ignore it. Um, otherwise, everything else in the game is fantastic. Anime cutscenes look gorgeous. Um, the other... The other sound effects, the music are fantastic. The plot is actually quite interesting. It's, even though it's still cliche, far-fetched anime, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's literally just about this gang of people who live in a village and they find a book that when they all touch it, they all start getting these, these hidden powers that were hidden deep inside them. And then it's all about these different dimensions, which sounds really weird and not very good, but it is quite good fun. Um, other than that, I, the only thing I really tested was Runes of Magic. I've sent a review copy by the guys that make Runes of Magic, their name escapes me at the moment. Um, it's basically a new MMORPG for PC. It will be free to play. I was sent, the, sent it on a disc, but you can download it. It's been out for about two weeks now. Um, and it basically is World of Warcraft for poor people. I'm going to say that because it's, it's literally – I don't mean any disrespect to the company because they're a great company and what they've done games-wise, it, it does play really nicely. But they have just – bastardized World of Warcraft. Everything from the opening menu when you load it up to the actual gameplay is World of Warcraft. Even down to the fonts on the menu, they've basically just taken the World of Warcraft skin and changed it a little bit. So you if you like World of Warcraft and you don't want to pay... Was like is nine pounds a month or something? If you don't want to pay that, pick up Runes of Magic because it would do the exact same thing. I mean, there's mounts in it, there's the same spells, even the, the hot kit, the hot bar across the bottom, and the mini map ripped straight out of World of Warcraft.
0: So it seems though, um, obviously, I, I think a lot of people are thinking <laughs> that the only really way that a uh, game would sort of topple world of warcraft is to go in free at least to start with so. yeah
1: definitely i mean this is basically it's free to run um but you've got it, it operates a little bit like battlefield heroes where you can buy things for your character which obviously then fund the running of the game and then help you in so say you have a little bit of time off from the game four or five days and you come back in you can buy diamonds from the website which then is your in-game currency, technically. Uh, and then you can spend diamonds on, say, yeah, like I say, say you've had a few days off and you haven't really been playing much of your guild, you can come back in and buy a spell, which then gives your entire guild double XP for a day. And then you can go oh, and do right. loads of raids and loads of quests, and you can bump up your XP. So, you missed, so you've got what you missed out on, and your guild get a little bit of a bonus as well. So... There's a lot of functions in there like that. You can buy new mounts and you can buy extra skills for like a weekend that can get you through a particularly tough raid. Uh, So it seems really functional. My laptop couldn't really handle it, so it's not really for basic laptops. Um, It runs slightly better quality than World of Warcraft. So like I say, if you're a fan of World of Warcraft, you want something slightly better looking or you just want something that's free. Then get a hold of Runes of Magic because so far, what I have played has been fantastic. It's as long as you don't mind looking through the fact that it's basically a rip off,
0: yeah. Oh, well, it's, it sounds interesting at least, and I think it's uh,
2: definitely worth, being yeah. I'll
1: definitely at. try it out a little bit more, or I'll put it on your laptop or a friend's laptop and see if I can get into it a little bit deeper and talk about it on a future podcast. But other than that, I haven't really been playing much to be well, fair. Yeah. Yourself. You must have been playing a bit more than me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've not been playing loads and uh, I've been trying to get loads of things sorted out, obviously, between the site and... The yeah, you've had a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, but um, i played
2: some more <laughs> that we talked
0: about, uh, the Grand Theft Auto uh, Chinatown Wars on the <laughs> DS. Um, and actually, yeah, i played a lot more of that um, and just really enjoyed it. As much as uh, we were saying, it, it doesn't seem to tail off at all, just just carries on going and just keeps surprising you really interesting i know if anyone's read reviews there's like parts in it where you have to um little minigame where you put together a sniper rifle to do an assassination and there's all kinds of like they just seem to keep changing up how you're going to be using like the minigames um on on the touchscreen. and I, I think that's just a really clever way that i think a lot of games use the touch screen and it kind of gets boring and repetitive really quickly whereas Obviously, the, the, where they've mixed it up, and like some, I lo- love some of the options. Like when you've, like you've got the three different mini games if you're breaking into a car, but it, like you can just totally avoid them if you want, and just always steal cars that a person's yeah. already in. Yeah, sure. There's a couple of missions where you have to, like, uh, have to break into some cars, but yeah, generally you can avoid that. And it seems like um, there's so many options on the PDA where you can and just move in just parts of the HUD around, and they're just really thought about. A lot of the ways that it will work, and just to make things easier mm-hmm. for people. I know when we were saying last week about just how easy it is when you get a mission via email to just like quickly tap the link and yeah. it already sets yeah. up your waypoints to your mission. And there's another thing I found out. I'm not sure if I spoke about this last week, but it seemed really nice. There was a mission early on, and I was I was playing a bit shit really. Right. <laughs> I must have been. Whereas I like kind of distracted and like watching it like TV on whilst I was playing the game and so. Um, well, that's my excuse anyway. But there's a mission where. <laughs> yeah, not that I was just doing it terribly. Um, but um, normally, obviously, when you do missions, the annoying part of, um, that was yeah. fixed by the Lost in the mm-hmm. Damned kind of thing, when we say that, was at this kind of mid level or mid mission checkpoints. Um, but there's this one particular mission where you had to go, I think it's to the airport, do something and then go to the airport. Um, and like when you failed it, I failed it one, like the first time, and it said like just press select and you'll redo the mission, which is like kind of normal, like part of the course. Yeah. But when yeah. I failed it the second time, um, when I could, I'm sure it was either select again or something. And not only did I was I like back retrying the mission, but it transported me from where I started directly to the airport oh, right. where the action was so it skipped out the journey oh, so it fantastic. wasn't like yeah so i thought it was really nice i'd like to see that in the other ground yeah definitely especially yeah. when
1: you've got a really long journey before yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: got a really long journey and um <clears throat> i think i kind of um as well another game i'll just i'll add in now i've been playing lust and damned as well I had a bit of oh so you've
1: just been trashing well. liberty city for yeah whenever you start
0: playing it you i know, yeah. just 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 playing yeah.
1: All yeah. like, like, yeah. um, <laughs> um, so right. So right. I, I don't know, don't know no. Uh,
0: so, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, just uh I think um just both of the games really impressed me in, in slightly different ways. Like you when you <clears throat> I think Chinatown Wars got kind of like the fun and the interaction and all the drug trading mini game on that kind of that, You just have enjoy your time in the city about what you're doing. Whereas obviously, like Lost and Damned, and like GTA 4 to an extent, um, have like the real characterisation Mm -hmm. that is just totally missing in Chinatown Wars. I think that that's the 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 one bad point. We've got like the review up on the site at the moment, and um, when I was saying about like you miss there not being speech, like it seems strange that there's doing so much amazing stuff on the DS, Chinatown Wars, and then you and then you moan about, like, they're not being speech, but when I mean, they're fitted so much in. But the point, like, to me is just that it seems so amazing, like, that you could even compare a DS... Grand Theft Auto to the home console version, yeah, versions, yeah it's oh, definitely Like yeah, definitely it builds that. up that expectation that you do notice something, like when the when the sound, like you miss the uh, um, when you. Thankfully, the journey seem shorter between getting across. Mm-hmm. I think feel like you can get across Liberty City a bit quicker on the on the DS mm-hmm. version, right. but you haven't got obviously like the funny adverts on the radio and like the licensed music, mm-hmm. and then in the cutscenes you haven't their like comic strip stills rather than getting the full cutscenes yeah. scenes with chat. so i find it it's a little bit harder to kind of empathize with the character at all on the ds version but um <clears throat> but you get all the other elements and then the home version yeah. you get all yeah. the characters I must admit, from what i play, what play, I, play I, I will
1: agree it's it is a shame and especially like i say because i played a little bit of um Tear crease as well which is i mean it's a 3d rpg i mean anyone who's played final fantasy 3 or 4 on there will know the sort of style but they've got basically full voice acting for the whole game the only time it really cuts out is just on just little sections of dialogue where it's not important but otherwise it's got full voice acting so it makes me wonder why rockstar took that out whether it was maybe that there would have been too much dialogue or or wonder why there's there's no voice acting
2: in there at all yeah the only thing that's I, can that's I can imagine is that that's it's, um, um Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm.
1: and... it's quite a big map as well, isn't it? Because they've got all of Liberty City on there, haven't they? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's all the... oh, you get the <laughs> main to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so you get. I can't remember what it is. No, I can't. I'm I'm going to play yeah, dumbness you, on that. You,
0: you miss... As you look at the map on the home console versions, basically what you miss off is the island on the far right.
1: Okay.
0: So it's that one. It's kind of got the industrial areas and.
1: Yeah, I know the one. you we're going to have so many people shouting at us that we don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. I can't remember. <laughs> I've been playing it loads, and I can't remember. But I know. You just take into – that's the other thing with the DS one. I find it a little bit harder to um, – because of the view, partly, to recognize where I am as quickly. Right, yeah. Just because like you could, cause you're you seeing like, kind of the, like the angled tops of buildings, I find it harder to remember a route from one place to the other mm. than on the home consoles. Of
2: course,
0: yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've been re- enjoying both of them loads. Um as I say, Chinatown Wars review up, Lost and Damned, although it's a bit late, I'll be getting a review of that up. Yeah, I think I, just, I, um... I think
1: with, with my opinion of Lost and the Damned, it, I think one of the reasons why there isn't a review up is I didn't actually really like Lost and the Damned. If we could just talk about that for a minute. I, I personally found it a bit stunted. I just, there was something that didn't really attract me to it, and I found as well that, I mean, I never really liked the cover system that they put into GTA 4, and I felt that the Lost and the Damned really sort of, relied heavily on that cover system it was the case of if you're not in cover you're going to die and because of that i didn't really sort of take to the lost and the damned as well yeah because i didn't really I've... want to use that cover system i wanted to just run in and shoot people it probably didn't help i was coming off the back of saints row 2 as well where you yeah. can just run
2: in and shoot people and survive I
0: think that, yeah i've got mixed feelings about it at the moment um i, I think the the voice acting and the cutscenes and that are just incredible um still like probably some of the best cutscenes on like the home consoles yeah. Um, I think the like it's nice to have the new weapons and things. There's a cool grenade launcher. I don't know. If yeah, you that's that.
1: literally it's pretty nice. much where I got to is the grenade yeah. launcher missions,
0: which is, makes a really nice. Yeah, night. it does, It's, just, it. Like, it's real exactly. satisfying to use. Um, but the only thing is, is between the characters. Um, I would rather play as uh, Billy. Right. Who's like the guy who's kind of just got out of prison and yeah. and that rather than Johnny. Because it's, it goes through that same kind of thing that you had. The problem with Nico I always found was that you, his character is saying he kind of doesn't want to do the things that he's been forced to do, but then just happily, just like someone gives him like a thousand dollars and he kills someone. And I think it's the same thing with this. Like, I, I'm in a biker gang, and like, I don't know why I'm forced to play a character who's got a bit of a conscience about what he's yeah. doing. I think it, they could have just gone the route of that you was just some like real like badass guy, yeah. And I he's mean, just like Hell's Angel, and you just went around and you just kill people because they were a rival yeah it's a strange one because
1: they build up these characters to be so strong like nico uh and it's johnny isn't it they build up these characters to be so sort of like infinitely strong willed and you just think well if you've got enough strength inside and outside you know mentally and physically and emotionally that character would turn around and say well no i ain't gonna fucking kill anybody i'm just gonna do what i feel is best and you'd think that they would just leave and i think yeah, they should just give you an absolute sociopath. I mean, I think by the end of like GTA 4, no spoilers here, but Nico is a sociopath, you know, and, and he quite, he takes a lot of pleasure to kill people. I don't know how Johnny's story really evolves, but I just think that if, if I'm going to be stuck with that or if I'm going to be sitting with that character for what could be 40 hours, they just needed to personalise it a little bit more, really.
0: Yeah, I really think that... The way I personally, the way I would like it to go, is to go like Oblivion and Fallout. Where, by if I was to choose to go like that sympathetic route, where I did, and then maybe like there's options to like build up like the business, and I don't know whether it's whether they're going to do drug dealing or all of that Mm. stuff. If you wanted to, or if you wanted to just go around killing people, you could just do that and build up your character to the way that you'd like it to be, like you can in them games. I think it's great that they do
1: this storytelling, but it would be nice for them to maybe, even if they just did a, another lost in the damn style thing where they just give you a faceless character and do what you say, you know, have like a karma system in there, uh, and a bit more empire building. So you can actually feel like you are building that person as a character rather than being a, given a character and then, you know, having the highs and lows of the storyline.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, Oh, well, I think that's enough of that for now. Anyway, I think people have been here and let's talk about going for Auto for quite a while, but like two podcasts. Now. Yeah, to, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, couple of other things just played a little bit of um one of them's import game uh, for the Wii called uh Tatsunoko versus Capcom which is basically Street Fire and other Capcom fires and then anime sort of Japanese characters which I'm not too familiar with but the game itself is really really impressive
1: yes yeah, we were talking on MSN and you were absolutely hooked with yeah.
0: this yeah I really and as well the default setting that's quite nice like I played I haven't I've been playing some fires recently, but I kind of had a big gap where I hadn't been playing fighting games as much. And um, <coughs> the um, default difficulty, you can get to the final boss okay. Right. It'll take you a, a few goes. But then there's another sort of about six stars of difficulty you can add on top. So you can make it a lot there's harder. There's nothing um, like Street
1: Fighter Four then, where people are just getting to Seth at the end and throwing their controllers through their TV. No.
0: Well, the, the boss here is actually... I found him particularly it it was quite difficult everything I was getting through the fights all okay and then to get to the final boss and a bit like that just it was really hard like the boss has free forms right lead, and you have like just your single health bar for each character that does boost up a little bit I didn't quite get at what point it was getting a little bit of a boost right. it's a little bit hard to judge right. but yeah it has got free forms and the boss is um it's, it's, it sounds really weird, but it's this kind of, like, big round ball thing. This probably makes sense to people who have seen, like, the anime. Yeah, it's I would awesome. thought so, yeah. It's huge round ball that's probably about, I don't know, about ten times the size of your character, <sighs>
2: and,
0: and then it changes through number of forms until it's a huge golden robot
2: um,
0: that's about approximately 30 times the size of your right. character. Right. I don't think this version will come out in the UK at all because of the rights to do with the text. Yeah, message. it's
1: a shame as well because it seems like the Wii have have been scoring quite a few fighting games. Obviously, you've covered a few for the site, and you now yeah. you're playing this one, and it's, it just seems to be that everyone's. As we jump into the Wii to knock out fighting games, I wonder if that's because of the classic controller and things like that, because it's got a lovely controller to use for fighters. Yeah, it could
2: be. Um, it could
0: be that the thing is, I would. I'm hoping it will kind of create a little bit of a resurgence on fighters on the Wii because it's one of the areas where it, like, it's a kind of hardcore category that a lot of people I think who have maybe <laughs> got rid of their Wii or something, if there were some really good 2D fighters that consider it as an option um, it's very nice that you can play with a pad and it works really nice like that, that classic pad's quite cheap, it's about $2. Yeah, it's not too expensive pounds. it's not too bad.
1: Um, it beats going out and buying a Hori stick for 60 quid.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely um but, but um, I was hoping that maybe that, that other people are kind of, if this kind of does well, these kind of games, that there'll be some more 2D fighters. And the fact that they are 2D means that it can work okay on the Wii. Because obviously if you're trying to push something like Virtua Fighter on sort of where you're going to yeah, be getting some, yeah. lim- yeah, gonna- some limits. And this kind of plays to the strength of it. It almost reminds me if they started getting some more fighters of the kind of days of the Sega Saturn where it was particularly good with the with the 2D graphics and getting that. Uh, oh, well, if that's um, the
1: case, I want them to bring back X Men, Children of the Atom, yeah, yeah, and put it on yeah. the Wii. If they do that, I'll go out and buy a Wii tomorrow. Simple.
2: What and else then last. Thing. Uh,
0: there's only one other thing, and I've only really played a tiny little bit. Um, so I've played. A, uh, I know you've played a tiny little bit of as well, which is uh, Need for Speed Pro Street. Yeah, this is
1: because we got it at a bargain. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is in- in- incredibly cheap, the, probably one of the bi- biggest bargains of the year so far. Um, should we say how much it yeah, was? Yeah, well,
1: we, we met up for a coffee, and, and we tend to meet up for coffee quite often, and we just generally chat about games, and we talk about what we're doing with high score, and we decided to go and mooch around the game shops, and we wandered into HMV and found uh, Need for Speed Pro Street for £5, £5 sterling. I mean, that's cheaper than an arcade game on Xbox Live.
0: Yeah, it's cheaper than a a meal. Yeah, it was, yeah,
1: which is is where we'd normally end up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, it's where we normally have our healthy snack for the day. Um, Um, But, but, yeah, it was really cheap. And, like, obviously it's not our new game out, but I thought it was worth it. I thought from... From memory, I knew it reviews kind of around the 7 out of 10. Yeah, kind it wasn't
1: given glowing reviews, wasn't it?
0: But, like, good enough, and for a fiver, is worth trying. Uh, so played a little bit of that, and, like, quite impressed. Yes. The quarter-mile or half-mile drag mm. run, and to start off, there's a mini-game where you have to do, like, a bit of a burnout, and you kind of see your car from side-on. You see, like, the front or rear wheels, depending on okay. how it's driven, and... Yeah. You um, have to like try and keep the revs between a set yeah. area that moves about on the rev counter, and by doing that, you you lay more rubber down on the track and it improves your start. And first of all, I thought this is going to get really annoying really quickly, but actually, where it moves about, the section that you've got to kind of keep the rev needling, it keeps it quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, it lasts about
1: ten seconds as well, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: and it's it's over pretty quick. And then yeah, yeah and then the next part obviously is that oh. you're holding the revs in a certain place whilst looking at the lights or the kind of girl who drops a flag and then you just hit it into first gear and notch up through the gears as the revs get to the right point, and um, you have a a number of runs, and then the person with the quickest time at the end uh, is first and that. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I don't know if further on, I don't know if sort of 10 hours into the game whether I'll have had enough, but I'm just kind of hoping that the different cars as you get the go along keep that Mm. quite more interesting, like maybe it gets a little bit more difficult if you choose like a really fast car. Yeah, I mean, I
1: played this a lot as well, and I didn't bring it up. Up in my section because I knew you were going to talk about it, but um, I mean, I've got—I think I've played it for about five hours now, maybe, maybe just under—and I've unlocked quite a lot, and I'm playing through it. I'm, but I'm still finding it quite a good fun. I think the only downside to it is all the tracks look the same. Yeah, the yeah, tracks are really.
0: They all that kind of desert. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just a generic desert and a generic racetrack, and it's almost like they've got a computer to just program it without a person sitting there. It's just like a random, but it, it plays nicely. I mean, the, the cars don't handle brilliantly. If you're basically if you're picking this up, you're like, if you're going to run down to HMV after you've heard this podcast and pick it up for a fiver, which you should, don't expect Gran Turismo or Forza. Just expect it to be a cheesy arcade racer, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I kind of like. I'd put it above juiced, definitely, um, yeah. Which is the old kind of one, and probably above a fair few of the other kind of Need for Speed games. It's kind of yeah. it really made a difference. I think they're heading like recently. They've had the um, trailers, and that is on the Xbox Dash, and you can online of the Need for shit. Speed shit. Yeah, it's really good. Like that seems to. I'm just hoping that this kind of like they're trying to get because they've got this one, haven't they? They've got the two ones, the arcade ones. Yeah. that, I'm trying to I am don't. Remember so name.
1: So basically, EA have just gone out and got a hundred studios to make a hundred different Need for Speeds for the next. Not haven't yeah. they? They've got Shift and they've got an arcade one and they've got handheld ones and a few others in in the pipe. But I think Shift looks the best so far, though.
0: Yeah, but like quite a nice little surprise. I wouldn't. Like, I'm never going to rate it higher than like Gotham Three or Four or Forza or anything like that. But for, yeah. if you was if you wanted to spend a fiver on a game, this. Like, you know, if you play if you play just as long as Strive has at the moment, £5 for, a fi- like, yeah, five hours it's... of gameplay. <laughs> like, even if you got bored after that, it's got like Well,
1: that work. £5 bought me 120 uh, points as well, achievement points. I mean, the achievements are relatively easy to get. And I haven't tested the online yet, because we're going to try and do a few races yep. over live at some point. But I do think that yeah, as long as it plays well online, there might be still a community about it, it should be good fun.
0: Yeah. And one thing I do, uh, like, I was looking at the online options, and we have to test this, so... Uh, don't take this as gospel at the moment, but I'm sure in the options you can set up your own race day. Yeah. everything's done in a race is day. It's an achievement
1: then, for doing that as well.
0: Yeah. So it looks like you could set up, like maybe we want to do like um, the drag strip first and then do a particular track and then another track and then the winner on points-wise over all of them is the overall winner. It'd be quite cool if, we, if that is the way it well, maybe works. once, we, like the idea. once,
1: once our, view, our, our viewers and our readers go up, we can force people to go out and buy we'll
0: host a race yeah, yeah, we def- definitely blame. like to do a race day. Right. So um, yeah, if anybody else does get it, yeah, just leave a comment in the uh, either, um, either on our Like you can message us through our emails, or if you leave a comment on the podcast spread yeah, afterwards, definitely. then we'll get to it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, mean, I haven't played much else, so I can't really talk much more. Uh, but we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back on the other side with some news. So we'll uh, we'll see you in a minute. of the High School Podcast Episode 2. Uh, still with me is Zach. We're going to sit and chat about some news. Uh, there hasn't been a huge amount of news this week, though, because of GDC last week or the week before. Uh, it seems that everyone pushed their news out then, so we've just got a couple of things we want to chat about. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is, I don't know if anyone would have seen it by now, but the Assassin's Creed 2 teaser trailer yes. has hit the interwebs, and uh, it, it doesn't really reveal much, does it?
0: It doesn't really show us anything well, about game. Well, it doesn't show us anything at all, does it? Really? Um, but it's quite interesting. Like, if anyone who's seen it, it kind of looks. Would you say like a Leonardo da Vinci kind of?
1: It's based off of the sketches of sort of the Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, what is it? The the man, the funny man with the funny arms. Yeah. Blame the...
2: <laughs> <Yeah,
1: laughs> not knowing shit
0: on this podcast. <laughs> with the
1: funny man with the funny arms and the funny legs and like when he did his helicopter sketches based on those yeah.
0: and it kind of looks like sketches kind of drawn on old looking paper yeah. kind of thing and they like they build up. Yeah. Um yeah. where as to where it will be set or anything like that I think the more interesting thing to me is just the idea of the franchise being able to go between different time periods yeah. like how it's out. Um so like, where do people think it's going it's a bit hard to say. Um like, have, have you got any ideas
1: from well, this? I, mean, I love I the first game. I love the fact that it, it was set during the Crusades and things like that. And I think jumping through different time periods is just going to be great great fun playing as Altair or or whoever we're going to be playing as. Um, it, it looks to me like we might be set in like Renaissance times in Italy or something, going off the back of like Da Vinci sketches and, and things. Uh, whichever way they take it, I think as long as they keep the original mechanic but maybe go a little bit more in depth with the game, I think we, you know, I think we're going to have a good sequel coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it'll obviously it'll look good again. I oh yeah, imagine. definitely. First
1: one looked amazing.
0: Yeah, and especially like, it's easy to think about it looking nice now, but like, upon release, if you try and think back to that, it really did look something special oh, when it was released. Um, I'm kind of mixed in my head between part of me would like I like the idea that they could just have a number of games, and it's uh, a bit like Splinter Cell and things like that, where it could have a number of games. But in this one, they could like put it between different eras, and maybe people have their favourite one within a particular era. Um, another part of me thinks it would have been quite good to have a single game where you just went through the time. In the single game, so sort of like less missions mm. in each one, but going between like the different kind of play styles in a single game. I think so be put at the nice. different
1: ages and the different time periods into. Yeah. Until... Yes, one game rather than a trilogy, yeah. which is I think it's, it's going to be a trilogy, isn't it? They've said.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. what they've said at the moment. So um, yeah, it's interesting. Love to see more of that. I reckon. Was it going to be E3? Reckon- I'm
1: sure we'll yeah. see something at E3, even if it's just the you know the next trailer on. Because this is this is just yeah. a teaser. I mean, all you really see for those who haven't seen it yet is I mean, it goes through the sketches of Da Vinci and things like that, and it scribbles down stuff about the Animus, um, and then it gets to the end and you see Da Vinci's man, uh, but he's got the the blade on his wrist doesn't he and the missing finger um i think just going off the back of that that kind of gets me quite excited about the game just purely and simply because there was nothing like jumping on someone and shoving that knife into them as an assassin yeah
0: yeah, it was really good so any
1: anything really that they can do i just kind of hope they build a little bit more on the gameplay because i don't know if anyone else would have really experienced it and i don't know how much you've played of assassin's creed but yeah, yeah. it got quite repetitive after like four or five people. You just started like yeah, thinking, oh, you know, same thing it. again, same thing again. And it just got a little bit, I don't know, redundant after a while because that special feeling of being an assassin on the third one just felt a bit run of the mill. So I just kind of hope they do something different with it. I was hoping that they were just going to jump us forward to like what would have been present day yeah. for yeah. where you saw the cutscenes from the first game um, just so that we could have had a bit more technology and, yeah, some of the future in it, but yeah, just, uh,
2: it should,
1: it should be things. pretty good fun regardless of what they do with the game. Yeah,
0: yeah so um, moving Yeah, on. so obviously we had that trailer. <laughs> we, had that trailer. Um, we also had we some, have some news, some come, news out come out about the Fable, 2, Fable 2, 2, 2 DLC. 2 DLC.
1: Um, it's I called, see yeah, See the Future, and uh, Lionhead today have actually announced a few things that's going to be in it. We're, we're going to see some new creatures, um, new quests, new events, some new legendary artefacts. Um, you're also going to be able to transform your dog into different species of dog by giving it a specific potion. I don't know what that's going to do. All I care is if I can turn it into a big wolf yes. Yes,
0: that wolf can just cool. fuck
1: people up. That'd be awesome.
0: Not like a Paris Hilton kind of Chihuahua, then. No, no, I don't. Definitely <laughs> don't <look> like <laughs> a Sheltie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And
1: but one of the biggest things is the fact that as you play through it, you you actually get glimpses of what your bloodline was going to be after your heroes passed away. All oh, right. Yeah. There's, there's bits about how you've got a fight inside a city trapped inside a snow globe, which sounds very random, but oh. if it, you know knowing Molyneux, it's probably going to be really good fun. Um, and they've also said it's going to come out at 560 Microsoft points, which is oh, a right, so. fantastic price point.
0: Yeah, nice little bit. Everyone's used to kind of the 800 point at least. But it's normal, going
1: to be so nice to have nice. something because, I mean, yeah. I... I played Fable 2, and I, I enjoyed Fable 2, but I'm a massive fan of Fable 1. and I shouldn't really say Fable 1, Fable. And uh, this just felt like Fable 1.5 to me. It, there wasn't enough new things, and I, I'm hoping that with all the DLC that they are going to bring out, that it just kind of brings me back, keeps, it keeps me going back to Albion, because it is a great universe, and it's nice to play through.
0: Yeah, I think I'd like to... Kind of like as I when I spoke about it before, I I kind of felt a little bit let down by the ending. I think it'd be nice to have if this kind of brought back the excitement and what I felt in the initial parts of the game, it'd be nice to kind of leave me feeling like that rather than yeah,
1: because the the ending did kind of was a bit of an anticlimax. I mean, we're not going to do spoilers on this show, but you know, anyone who's played it will probably feel the same way. And I do, I do, I enjoyed the exploring part of it and I enjoyed the dungeon crawling, and there wasn't a lot of that sort of towards the end of the main game, so I think bringing out this dlc i mean they haven't said the size that the dlc is going to be in terms of hours or or even gigabytes or anything like that so we can kind of guess it uh but i'm just hoping that it unlocks a lot more just progression things that you can do more more of your character more with your hero and uh there's there's more expressions and there's new makeup new clothes new hairstyles things like that so anyone who enjoys that part of
2: fable will get a kick out of the new stuff either way Uh, it definitely sounds worth looking at Yeah.
0: So, Although, um, what i will do with the extra two hundred and forty points left over from yeah, my 800 points—it's
1: going to be your issue, really. Um, moving on, but talking about Microsoft Points, um, we've got Puzzle Quest, Galactrix, and Flock.
0: Yeah. Marketplace. Yeah, for the re- all the rich people who love. Games.
1: Now, when we're really big and famous, and when High School's massive, we're probably going to launch what we call the Lost Episode of High School. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which yeah, is basically yeah. we got together months ago now and we we started to put together the podcast of what we actually wanted to do and there will be a lost episode at some point
2: yeah
0: and it was a lot more explicit it was a hell of a lot episode. more explicit
1: than we are now we're being we polite of, yeah we kind of messed around a bit yeah. more on um show. and we really dish ginger people <laughs> <laughs> which we're not going to do now because we don't want to alienate anybody um but on there we had a really big rant about microsoft points and if anyone goes back in the history of high score on the website, you'll find a rant from me about Microsoft points. And
0: This is all kind of the time of R-Type, wasn't Yeah, this it? was all around
1: R-Type because R-Type came out at 1,200 points, didn't yeah. it? Which was, what I say, ridiculously expensive. Um, and now Microsoft are out to rip us off again. Puzzle Quest is going to come in at 1,600 Microsoft points and yeah. Flock's going to come in at 1,200 Microsoft points.
2: Yeah,
0: it's like interesting thing is that Puzzle Quest, the first one, as uh, it Change of the Warlords, yeah, or something? something like that. Um, <coughs> that one was sixteen hundred, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah, when it first came out. So I'm assuming that it must have sold quite well, considering they're bringing the second one out at, at the same. time. Yeah, well, a lot of people
1: it. did like the original Puzzle Quest. That's most yeah. likely why. Yeah.
0: yeah, it is good, and it, the the thing I'll say for it, I've uh, played the PC version of this of the new one, Galactrix. Yeah um and like it looks a little bit nicer there's a little bit more detail in the maps and it looks absolutely huge um the first one was a very big game it like goes seems to go on forever really and this one it is a really big game it'll definitely last you a long time so in terms of i think that possibly value for money over time maybe it equates to something a little bit more even um but the big problem being, it's just it's, it's such a big outlay that like I think it's so annoying for uh, us when we everyone kind of got used to four hundred points and eight hundred yeah. points, and you kind of paid four hundred points for like track and field and Sonic and things like that, and you paid eight hundred points for any of like the the bigger games like Pac-Man Championship Edition and things like that, and everyone was kind of happy with that. And then um, they seem to obviously when they bring out the community games and everything seems to have changed, and it seems like twelve hundred points you're paying for what you would have an eight hundred point game, and sixteen hundred is just kind kind of like an extra game it's like a tax on a game that's particularly well enough. like <laughs> it is though
1: i mean I, i've got no gripe with 1600 points of puzzle quest in a way because it is a big game i mean having played a reasonable amount of the first one i granted i didn't play it on xbox live um I, I played it on pc and, and things like that so uh, but knowing that they're the same game i'm not that fussed about 1600 points for that because they don't do 1600 points every single time what really gripes me is that in the same point we're going to get 1,600 points of Puzzle Quest Galactrix, we're going to pay 1,200 points for Flock, yeah. which, I mean, if you if you're a fan of those two games, if you've been watching those two games for a while, I mean, we've all known that the, what is it, the Days of Arcade, they're calling it. You know, we all known that was coming, and we all knew the list of games that was coming out. When we had Dishwasher last week at 800 points. So if you've had your eye on these games for a while, you're going to be shelling out a lot of money on these two games, and I don't think that it's fair from from microsoft's perspective
0: yes, I think, yes. I think there's, always, there's there's a number of games uh, in XPLA that i've kind <laughs> of left for whatever reason where i didn't have like the points at the time and that but for I, oh, I might get it later on um and they're still 800 points and then you got to think I could get two of those games for the price I could for this and I think we just really want the kind of standardisation that there is like everyone knows when you go to buy a retail game that like you expect you hear a new game come out you think I'm going to pay about £40 yeah. if I go to the shops. Yeah. Um, you don't suddenly th- like go there and yeah, it's yeah. like £60 it's like this is it, it seems the equivalent of that um, I think we'd like that another thing like when you're saying about the dishwasher being 800 points I was still <laughs> I kind of I tweeted about this, I don't know if anyone has, has seen that, but like, I did have a feeling that I wondered whether it would have been better off being um, known as the best community game that you could possibly get, mm. which it would have been yeah. if it went like this, or whether it, going to XBLA where there's so much competition, it's kind of come off as a bit of a mediocre, like an average Yeah, I mean, I haven't played it yet,
1: you know, damn me for saying that, but I haven't sat down and played it yet. Um, but I do feel that that could have easily stayed on the community games and been given a slightly higher price price point there. But off you can have a, yeah, um I just don't. I don't just can't see where Microsoft are going with their pricing. I mean, just to head off on a slight tangent, but staying on the subject of Microsoft points. I mean, I don't really know what Microsoft are thinking at the moment. I mean, you look at the magical special discounted for gate for gold members of crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've given. Granted, they've given us a reasonable deal this week. You can now buy Penny Arcade for 800 points rather than 1,600 points, Yeah, which it shouldn't have been in the first place. Um, it should have been sort of 8 to 1,200 points. But then they're giving us, you know, all these little downloads that no one really gives a toss about. I mean, who actually didn't download the Ninja Gaiden 2 DLC when they were playing Ninja Gaiden 2? Why wait nine months to release that as a lower
0: price? Yeah. yeah, it all seems... I think the big thing is we just want... Like, really, if they was just going to, like, make a mark and say the top game's going to be 1,200 points, yeah, and that's more than the 800 that we kind of got used to, if they just went with that and that's how it's going to be, at least you could get adjusted to it. It's just that kind of unease that you can get, you look forward to a game, you get really excited about it, and then you hear that it's going to be, like, I was I, I was really thinking, like, I played a bit of it, obviously, on the PC and that, but I quite like playing these games like Puzzle Quest on the, on the Xbox where you can just kind of sit on the couch and play um, but hit the price, you, you don't want the price being something to put you off. I feel like I would
2: rather...
1: Yeah, I mean, we kind of had the same issue, really, around the time that Castle Crashers came out.
0: Yeah.
2: Because
1: when Castle, Castle Crashers came out, there wasn't that many games at the 1,200 price point. Um, and it just it, it feels like there's just a bumbling idiot at Microsoft who just randomly throws a dart in a dartboard for the price. Because... Like you say, I mean, everyone was used to eight hundred points, and a lot of people were happy to pay that. I mean, that's six pound forty, six pound twenty, roughly in in real life money, uh, and that's a lot of money to pay out for a game that could be rubbish. Because I mean, let's face it, the trial games don't give you a lot to go by all the time.
0: Nice it's another thing that seems a bit weird to me as well. As I was saying earlier, you had kind of the the classic old console or arcade games like Sonic and Sonic 2 and that coming out at 400 points. Yeah, so it was yeah 400, 400 yeah. Uh, But we just don't get them anymore. No. You, have they, you They about seem that? to have no? given
1: up on... It, it, it kind of feels like, as gamers, Microsoft kind of want us to bend over, just purely because they've got rid of... These classic arcade games at 400 points each, they've now scrapped pretty much the 800-point price point. I mean, I think the only reason they did 800 points for the dishwasher was purely because it was off the back. It was an XNA title. And had it have not been, it would be 1,200 points like everything else. It just yeah, it seems, seems like we're being bullied by Microsoft to an extent that because of the price points.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it does seem strange, because you obviously do get like these little exceptions where you'd kind of heard about. I'm sure this Castle Crush has come out before Barnet Commander. Yeah, you I know, think it did, yeah. sure. and but Barnet Commander was 800, wasn't it? And like, yeah. so, and like, you just get this thing where, to, like, you get a really good game that's coming out at 800, and another one at 1200, another one at 1600. Like, I, I quite enjoyed uh, parts of the Watchmen.
2: Yeah, it was,
0: with, good, uh, it was a like good, was a good trial. It was nice, and um, and I I think that. It could have, like, the the demo made it look good and that, and it was just that that was at 1600 as well. And, like, I know it looks like a nice game, but it's relatively short and things. And I think that, Yeah. yeah, if we just kind of get some consistency towards what everyone's doing, because. The other thing is, is you can't trade these games in, and I know like trading games in isn't particularly good for the industry in yeah, terms of yeah. getting money to publishers, but it's a genuine way for like people who haven't got a lot of money, like why not buy a game for like a lot less money if you can? It's pre-owned. It's what people people don't want to pay more than they than they than they've got for anything. Um, and so you can't trade them in. You can't like lend them to friends or anything. You've got this thing stuck on your hard drive. No one knows. Yeah, the that's it. The, when the next Xbox or, or PlayStation or whatever comes out.
1: But, I mean, one of the things I'd like to see from Microsoft is why can't they take a stand like Steam? I mean, anyone who uses Steam on the PC will see that every single weekend they offer us a special. I mean, we, it was, what, two weeks ago now Steam offered us the Ubisoft Greatest Hits. I mean, you were talking Far Cry, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, Sound of Time, Time, Time Prince of Persia, Persia, and there was a flight simulator in there as
0: well. Oh, yeah, the ILT. I mean, Stanford's. that's
1: four games, and they were knocking it out for 7 £8, pound, something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cheap. It was
1: dirt cheap. So why can't Microsoft say, right, once a week we're just going to knock down one of our arcade games to fifty percent? Stop all this rubbish about thirty-three, you know, thirty-three percent. Stop knocking down stuff like DLC for cars, like for Forza Two, that everyone's probably already got. Give us the stuff that we we want. Wait two months and then knock an arcade down fifty percent.
0: Yeah, there's definitely room for deals. I think that. Uh, Steam is particularly good with their deals because the the, the deals that they offer are like it's genuinely something, something that you might want. It's not, it's not this kind of like half-assed approach there's a little bit of money with yeah. this or whatever. And I think yeah. that there's definitely room on the uh, arcade to have some kind of things like, say, there's certain games from the, uh, the same publisher where you get a little pack of all of them for a certain price. Mm-hmm. Um, Or if you get, like, say, all of the content for a particular game, like your favourite game, all of the content. There's definitely room for deals. And there's definitely room for adding more games into, what do they call it, like, they've got a kind of, like, a platinum collection, haven't they? Yeah,
1: they have, yeah.
0: Games that are permanently discounted. But that seems to be so rare, and, like, to put it... Uh, I just think that there's certain games that were... If a game was a reasonable price, like Worms that's been added on there, that was a reasonable price, I think, 800 points when we paid for that. So a lot of people bought it, because, it was, and then it gets added to classics, and you tend to think the only people benefiting from like that kind of classic range that they've got on the dash there is people who haven't had... An yeah, because the
1: problem with the classic range is that most of the game's in there. I mean, I can go on that classic range, and it's about 10, 15 games, and I own... of them, because they're all so good, you wanted them when they came out. Like you say, the only business they can really be making off of that is people that have just gone and bought an Xbox yesterday and want some arcade games to play. So anyway, let's stop moaning, because I'm sure many people are going to turn off if they keep hearing us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Our last real bit of news, because like we say, there hasn't really been a lot out theres There's been some talk, there's been some rumours for quite some time now, and it seems that it's becoming more concrete about a Lego rock band the yeah. Tales and Harmonix, or, or whoever make bloody rock band now, considering they're all making so many different games, uh, are making a Lego rock band. I, I can't quite see the point of this, but I also really want to play it. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, it seems really. It it's definitely seems really bizarre. We obviously haven't got all of the full story about what's happening, um, whether there'll be some kind of Lego guitar you can put together <laughs> yourself, or... <laughs> Or whether it's just linking towards... I don't know. Have you, like, It's really hard to think what would be the link.
1: Between. Yeah, I mean, people. Are, there are a lot of people talking about maybe whether this is going to be aimed more at children and they're going to have a more child-friendly guitar that you can pick up and use and and get children into playing the games. And there's a lot of people thinking that it'll just be the same game, but just a little bit more fun, you know, not as hardcore as the other rock what band games. Might
0: game. it be children's songs or something yeah, like Yeah, well, that. a lot of people
1: have been chucking the puns around that it's going to be another brick in the wall... Things like that on there. And I, I think at the end of the day, it could just be a really good fun game. I mean, who really cares whether they make a gimmick out of it or not? It, it's, it is a gimmick. It's, it's Lego. I mean, just give us a great selection of songs and make Lego men play it. As long as I can dress my Lego men up like YMCA and go all village people, I'll be happy. You know, you can just think of the, the customization for your band, your guitars, if you're building it out of Lego blocks. It'd just be really good fun.
0: I just think that those guys uh, making the Lego games must be minted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I was thinking.
1: I mean, what we've heard of Harry Potter Lego now being made. They're making another Indiana Jones Lego based on the, uh, the crappy skull. All right,
0: yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And now we're talking about Lego Rock Band. I mean, I think Traveller's Tales are doing all of these. Yeah. And they are lining their pockets with bricks, aren't
0: they? Yeah, because what they had, they had, like the Star Wars 3, the Batman, the Lego. Yeah. They're the ones out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they've got
1: Lego Universe, haven't they?
0: Yeah, and that's on almost every single platform, yeah. DS, PSP, Xbox. Also. And I think,
1: I think what they might be trying to do with Rock Band is maybe trying to get a broader audience in. I mean, like my wife doesn't play many video games, but if I give her Lego Batman or Lego Star Wars, she'll happily play. I mean, she racked up over 18 hours on Lego Batman. This is someone who doesn't really play video games. So I think if I gave her Lego Rock Band's play, she'd have good fun on it for quite a while because it just opens it up. It makes it a little bit more user-friendly. So maybe it's from that perspective. Maybe they just want to get more people on.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, surely at some point there's going to be some kind of puzzle game because you'd think Lego blocks yeah. in a Tetris-style copy go- that idea. <laughs> would, would, would make, definitely make a Or game. just Lego Breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real real But yeah, I, mean, I,
1: I think they've, they're on to something with the Lego franchise, and obviously you can see Harry Potter and, and all that coming out, and I'm sure they'll probably do a Lego Lord of the Rings or something at some point. So definitely yeah. on to a
0: winner now. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, news is a little bit limp this week. Um, we've got some community stuff. We will need to kind of go through. Are we going to do that? Take now a break. Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to be coming back with some of the community stuff, some of the comments we've had, and little reviews, and just some little mentions and things that we wanted to say. Okay, so see you after the break. final part of uh, this uh, week's episode of the podcast are uh, going to really be going into some of the community stuff some of the comments and emails and bits like that and just wanted to say some thank you so we'll get straight into it so yeah drive you gonna lead us in on this
1: yeah we've had uh, we've had an email from a guy who follows us on twitter obviously follows the website listens to the podcast his name's jeffrey uh, he's in texas uh, over the pond um, and he emailed us basically to say well done on the podcast. So thank you very much for that first. Um, but he just wanted to know a little bit more about us and our gaming habits. Um, and he's asked us the world's hardest question. Yeah. Well, two of the world's hardest questions. One is, what's our favourite game of this generation? And what's our favourite game of all? time now i'm going to start by saying bastard it's yeah. going to be hard because i i it takes me ages to figure out what games i love are there too many games we'll go, yeah. yeah
0: um well i can definitely say that i'll try to answer this as best as i can but i'm not going to probably say one game i'll be going oh i like this but this is really good yeah, and that's
1: I mean, do you want to start us off? I mean what let's let's start off with the game of this generation. Let's let's make right. it interesting. What's your favourite game of this generation? So I'm I'm assuming we're talking Wii three sixty PS three and I say let's for argument's sake include the D S and the PSP because they are yeah. this generation's handhelds.
0: And we'll stick to like retail games yeah. so I'm, going no, to no, I'm not gonna PLA have to we could be Um well I <laughs> I think because you know, it's really hard to say between like your best and your favourite one because you have different reasons. I know like, I mentioned this to some other people I've been speaking to recently, and it like posed this question about like what's your best game and the favourite game. I think can be like totally different things to do with yeah. what's really impressive and what you've really enjoyed. I know that the very first game, like I love racing I love games, racing. Um, and the very first game I played on the 360 was uh, Project Gotham Racing Three, and I just think like in my heart it's just like it's a really special game, I think, of this generation. Like one, like obviously, the first game you play on like a next generation console is always impressive. And then just how amazingly good, like that game, still looks good now in car yeah. views. Think, yeah. They, look, they look amazing. And even stuff like Forza didn't do the in-car views. And I think really, like the one that's going to beat it really is it kind of like Gotham Four did in a way, but still kind of look like Gotham Freezeways ways. And like maybe Gran Turismo is going to look a little Gotham bit nicer. Gotham Four came
1: across life. really easy. Compared to three for me, because I mean, on three I made, you know, I got a few achievement points out of it, enough to be proud. And I think I did all golds. But when it came to four, I was just, I did all golds in like two days. It was really easy that game.
0: They definitely changed it around, and I know some people didn't like the structure so much in the Gotham three as opposed to the the second one on the Xbox. (laughs) Um, but I do find that um, it had some really interesting bits. Like if he's really into cars, so you could like there was a kind of little, little um, sort of biog about the, each car and how they'd come about from different manufacturers and what caused them to make that car mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was really interesting. And I like the garages, how you could walk around the garages. Oh, yeah. like a little bit sad, but like if he's really into in, into the cars, you can kind of obviously arrange the cars in a particular garage and just like have a little walk around, and they all look really amazing. And then you've got... Like the racing side of it, and then the online and the tournaments, and it just that really amazed me at the times. Like, I'll start off with that. That was <clears throat> um, whether it's my favourite one because I made I've got in front of me here. Like when I was thinking about this, because um, uh, me and Stride were kind of thinking about. Yeah, it take us a time. few days. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is our usual prep for the podcast. Like <laughs> randomly thinking up a few games the night before, and then uh, yeah, let's like, stumble that. through them now. But I've got like two pages of stuff <laughs> from different different things. you give um, us just a
1: quick rundown I mean, what's... Don't read the whole list because it's not... The podcast no, I won't, I won't that read the
0: whole list, but...
1: I'll give s- us just a few snippets. What other things are in there?
0: From, like, this generation. Um, yeah. Let's go through some. Um, give me just a second. I thought, like, uh, Res HD, I know it's kind of in but I'll, so I'll stick away from that because it is, like, Xbox Live Arcade. There's a couple of games in here, uh, amazingly. I'll put on my list because... Yeah. I know this sounds weird, but there was games that I wished I had played, right. like because they're so good, like Virtual Fighter mm. Five. I really would love to get into that, so that's kind of on my list. Skate, I haven't played. Ah, oh, Skate's I really, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've been playing through little bits of it, and like that game is. Um, I really used to like Tony Hawk's. So I think the, I know it's maybe not the best console to have played it on, but I think it was Tony Hawk's 3 on the or 2 on the Dreamcast. Right, yeah. I and like, I used to love playing that game. I'm really into it, and I think what they did with Skate was like, absolutely amazing. To so, like just change things around and just no, no one had really. You see all the other kind of extreme sports games, and you see like the. BMX ones and surfing and all sorts and everyone was copying that kind of like big button combos mm-hmm. that Tony Hawks was doing and it's just like really nice when you get a game like skate I th- I, always, I remember the demo of that really impressed me yeah thinking, well they really
1: basically played. reinvented the fran- like skating franchises didn't they and it I think it just blew everyone out of the water
0: yeah and then like another like more recent one, I know it's another racing one was Burnout Paradise <sighs> yeah and- and as well, like I didn't think until I'd been playing it more that I was really going to enjoy it quite so much. like
2: um,
0: um, Because I've always liked the... Um, do, you
2: know,
0: do you know how you have we, the different boost times? Yeah. I've always liked in some of the older games where you had to kind of keep the boost on. otherwise, And if you stopped it at any point, you would lose yeah. it. And I really, and they had kind of taken that out of some of the more... Uh, uh, recent games, and I thought they'd taken out Burnout Paradise at first, but then you obviously get the different cars, and some have the stunt boost and some have the race boost. Um, really impressed by that, and still getting impressed by it, but um, hopefully, I like, get the New Island stuff recently. And then on a totally different console, another one I'll just add in um, at the moment because I'm probably going to say loads more, and I know this is supposed to be one, I really do yeah. apologise. <laughs> um, but I really love Mario Galaxy. Um, because I think that in terms of, like, when you everyone thinks about the Wii and you think of, like, games that aren't really hardcore and um, you think about it being, like, less powerful than some of the other consoles and lots of things like that, I think anyone who plays Mario Galaxy, you, you can't help but be impressed with, by what they've done. You you think of it, it's... Like, well
2: they,
0: they went 3D with, obviously, Mario 64, and then you think about how they've... Um, like, where are you are going to go? Like, you've got, like, a next a next console. Obviously, like, Sunshine, some people...
2: Like yeah, it's a bit of a mix um, and then this is like from that extra step past um, that extra step past 3D even, like, where you're kind of going around the, the gravity field around the it's mm. Just such amazing imagination. And so I think that just little parts when you can about games like that about you wonder how the camera would be like struggled with it. And, like considering like everyone thinks about 3D games especially about like, that third person style about how the camera is going to mess things up. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of stays with it. And I know where you go on the and I think, though, like, I can leave it there. That. I'll probably say Gotham Free just because um, it was the first game I played. I love racing games, and there's not really a part of that let me down. I didn't, think. right? So, like, what, how about you? What you well, I'm the, I'm the
1: same as you. I mean, there's just so many things to choose from. I, I mean, just I haven't written a list, I, everything's in my mind because I thought I would just go with gut when we sit down. I mean I, I love Gears I love Gears 2 I love Halo 3 um, I, I, I'm agree- in a total agreement of uh, PGR 3 total agreement there um, but then there's more recent games like Left for Dead I mean Left for Dead not only is it not only is it like a really good concept of a game but it just changed the way you play multiplayer Uh, I know you haven't played a lot of Left 4 Dead, but I mean, I've put a lot of hours into it. And the fact that every time you go through Left 4 Dead, it's completely different. You know, the people are in different places, the zombies are in different places, the meds are in different places. Every time you play it, it's like playing it for the first time. Um, And just the teamwork that you get from people and things like that, it it just made you play differently. I mean, anytime you think of an online game, it's normally, uh, you know, uh, um, a competitive shooter or just a co-op game where you're just, there's just two of you and you're working your way through this game. And I think Left 4 Dead just, it basically annihilated the playing field and said, let's do something different. And we we all know Valve are good for that. And to me, that was one of the best games this generation, but I don't know if it's maybe linked to what you said about PGR three, but one of my favorite games, and if I had to nail one, this might be it is oblivion. Um, we were talking before we came on the podcast. Like we say, you know, it's it's difficult to nail down your favourite because there's like your favourite game that you liked playing, the best game because it was tech, it was technologically beautiful and played well, and you enjoyed it. But then there's also a nostalgia to playing games as well. And I think, I mean, when I first bought my Xbox 360, I got it with pgr three, and I got it with Oblivion, and I'd look forward to Oblivion for ages. And the moment I put that in, it blew my mind from. From the moment you step out of the sewers and and the moment you get to the end of the game, it's, it's fantastic. I racked up nearly 90 hours on that game. And having played sort of Knights of the Nine and some of Shivering Isles, it's just an outstanding game. And I think it, it played well. It looked amazing. And it still looks really, really nice today. I mean, if you hook that up on a uh, 1080i monitor, it just looks outstanding. Um, but I think there's that nostalgia there is the first new game that I had on the 360. It was the, my first next generation experience. And I think when you add that into it, I probably have to say it's Oblivion just purely because it kind of holds everything. It gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling of that was the first time I experienced this generation. Yeah,
0: And like, and like, like we're saying, the kind of suggestion is that there is we're fortunate enough that there's loads of good games on all kinds of formats, um, and like, not everyone plays everything, and we do take into account, like, obviously, when we think about this, we think about other games that maybe, like, I know I haven't got a PlayStation 3 at the moment, but I, I played uh, your PlayStation 3. Yep. I played that Wipeout HD. I love the Wipeout. Yeah, games, always love that. And like, that particular one's really amazing. Um, recently, <laughs> you can probably look up on the net. Probably got it on YouTube. Uh, at GDC, they had that Wipeout HD in yeah. 3D motor storm um but there's so many good games and like i can't believe i didn't say halo 3 when i when i was thinking about it there. halo 3 is absolutely incredible yeah. um that's my favorite i would if i was going to go with online game this generation i'd go with halo 3 um but yeah so many different and different things and like so what's the other one that was this generation well actually then... you just
1: made me think i'm gonna i'm now gonna have to go back and maybe rethink that because you mentioned yeah. sony i didn't think of little big planet yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I've I've racked up a lot of time on Little Big. See, that that's a difficult question. Though. I can't answer that.
0: It's hard to go. Oblivion's
1: to say. amazing, but now you've just brought up so I completely forgot about Little Big Planet. But I'm going to stick with Oblivion for now. But Little Big Planet is bloody close because yeah. it's really, really good. But I mean, this we'll just say though. I mean, like Jeff who sent this in, he said that his his favourite so far from this generation is is most likely Zone Two. Uh, he right, loves yeah. the online. Strangely enough, though, he does say it's the first FPS that he's ever really gotten into, which. It's quite strange because there's a lot of good FPSs out before.
0: Yeah, so. it's a lot, and I think there's. I, I would. Um, I I played only a little bits of Killzone um, 2, but there's certain other games I'd imagine like COD Four that are probably a little bit more friendly to people who, if mm. if it's, it's going to be like your first yeah. person shooter. Um, I always say that uh, COD Four is that uh, first person shooter game that people who can't play Halo. Play. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's my you're gonna have just away. pissed off so yes, many you, people you can, you, you our can, subscribe
1: you, rate has just gone down yeah.
0: guaranteed yeah, that's true no, but like they like to be fair they're both awesome games kill zones are like um <clears throat> kill zone as a game is really impressive and i imagine if you've um got a playstation 3 if i had a playstation 3 i would definitely have that yep. game i can see it's why
1: it's a good game i haven't really put a lot of time into it i've played the online a little bit but uh I don't think I could put it in my favourite games mainly because I've spent a lot more time with other games on the Xbox and also just the familiarity of things like Xbox Live. Uh, that changes it for me.
0: I think there's some games as well. Um, like certain games, I think lose out. I think Killzone loses out a little bit just because how long since the announcement of Killzone and then all the hype and then it goes over yeah. years and years and years. And I always think like this a bit like uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 when that came out. There's so much information that we got before that game. Like I know, everyone says about Rocksteady and things, but it's so much you hear, and then you hear there's so many reviews and there's so much hype that sometimes games get so, so much of that hype and information out beforehand that it's not really a surprise when you get it. Yeah. You think of like Killzone does look amazing. Oh like yeah, the graphics, graphics in Killzone, the animation, yeah. So they, they, it looks absolutely amazing, and if we hadn't really, if we'd only seen snippets of that, I think beforehand. Then um, I think would be I'll more be impressed. More but you impressed. obviously had like the initial trailers from when the like the the famous E3 trailers, both it was it's about the CG trailers for Killzone 2. Uh, uh, um, <clears throat> I think it kind of lessens it the the thing that people was worrying about is how close is this getting to that initial trailer because they said this is in, going to be in game and it kind of detracts from that. But um, yeah. yeah, definitely a good, cho- good good choice. And if you're a, a PlayStation 3 gamer, I think yeah. I'd, the Jeffrey there and definitely getting that. Yeah, well, I mean, he's,
1: he said his second favourites Ratchet and Clank, uh, Future. Uh, um, he he really adores those games, so he sounds like he's a PlayStation gamer anyway. I mean, going on to the, our our next question that he, he set up for us, which is our favourite game of all time, which to me <laughs> even harder. I will always I've got my instant reaction answer, um, but I'm going to have a little bit of think about it while we talk. He did say that his favourite of all time is most likely Grand Turismo, Grand Turismo two. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can definitely say I, I'm in agreement they are some of the best games ever made. Yeah, yeah but
0: pretty from, sure
1: it's wrong. not Gran Turismo, it's Final Fantasy yeah, seven. So, yeah,
0: this that's, is this, that's uh my answer though. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain games I think that people kind of have like stockpile answers for games that like mean you don't really have to think about it. Like I like I really I loved uh, the time. It was,
1: Yeah, great um, game. I, well. I, I, well.
2: well. I kinda like, kind of like the power, like recently, um, like, I've I and, and number one, and recently in the about still number to base. Yeah. And it kind of gets, over time, and you kind of have to think, is it really still? I know it's really interesting about my favourite yeah, game because I thought it was the best game hmm. of all time but it's only the other ones but I, like this is like because my other list is like so many other yeah. little games there. because some of them are just of them real general yeah like I, I love, like, love Advance Wars on the um, well original uh, parts and then uh, onto uh, the DS and, uh, and uh, like if I
0: was just thinking of a DS game that would probably be like right up there with yeah, one definitely. of the DS games. But like then you gotta think, is he gonna be like if I'm comparing it against the games of all time across all systems and then you got like um so then you've got like Mario World and Mario 64. Yeah, you've got to start but, thinking about. Um, 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 there's other little games that I think are amazing like Ico or Eco. Yeah, however you, you want know, to pronounce to that, that, yeah. Um, um, that. that game I remember playing that. Um because as much as I I like the Playstation two, um I never felt like I've never felt that real connection with the PS2 like I did with some other consoles. I was almost like I, was, it's, I think it's because I was really into the Dreamcast. Yeah, same. And as really, as well. I kind of like adapted onto the PlayStation because of the sort of relative. Yeah ending up kind of failure and withdrawal of the, of the Dreamcast is kind of what... So it's always that kind of, oh, like, my, my favourite console isn't around anymore, but I'll do this yeah. once it's still here. But that, but that that really did impress me, Eko. Um oh, yeah. I'd love to play Shadow of the Colossus. Great game. Great oh, yeah. yeah, so, game. Um, um, and, then, and then there's, like... Because, like, what do you say? Like, some games like Tetris. Just, Tetris is incredible yeah. game. I, 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 like And I can always, like, on so many different formats, I can play it. But... You know, you know, do you, from a game that you've played a lot. Um, and then, and then uh, oh, GoldenEye.
1: This this, is this uh, so me, because, I mean, I totally agree with GoldenEye. I mean, GoldenEye yeah. is a superb shooter. Uh, I mean, that so pretty, I mean, much, pretty redefined much redefined shooters, shooters, shooters especially console a... shooters, uh, when they came out. Um, but I'm in agreement on games on the Dreamcast. I mean, the, the more we talk about it. I sat here before this podcast, and I was like, yeah. it's Final Fantasy VII, it's Final Fantasy VII. And I would probably still say that, because... It brought that was like the first game that sparked my love of RPGs, but now you're making me think of like Skies of Arcadia and Shenmue. Uh, even games yeah. like Crazy Taxi, they yeah. were just yeah. superb. when they came, I can't say it's my favorite game of all time because it's not, but there's too many games that garner a lot of respect and love and interest. Yeah, and
0: Crazy. it's really, really difficult. I, was, I remember being really amazed by Metroid Prime. Yeah, that's was great. Re- really amazing one. So, loads of ones. I, I'll probably go because I'm going to. Like my initial thing, which I normally say, is that ocarina of time on the N64, and I think um, really it was. <laughs> I have played like big games before, but it was really a game like I'd kind of. I used to get kind of get turned off by games that were too long. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, not necessarily too long, but like when you're talking about getting over thirty hours to complete, I used to kind of get turned off by that and be more into kind of like just short, high score kind of gameplay stuff. Um, but that game was like the first one that started me. On that. Um, and I remember, like, there's so many things. Like, you look at different things. Like, Half Life 2 on the PC, it, I, I, the Xbox 360 version is excellent. But, like, when it, it, you forget how long ago that came out on the PC yeah. and what else was out. And even, like, the original Half Life. Um, and a couple of other little games I'll mention. So I'll say we're going to go with, for me, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I'm going
1: to go with Final Fantasy 7. It Final holds Fantasy... too much love.
0: Final Fantasy 7. But I would yeah, love yeah, to say.
1: Great game. Yeah, great game, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a game I like. I can still
2: play that now, really. Cool. It. really um, and yeah. what I was really enjoy recently, and I, I, love right I love the way that you did it. There was one, like, like, before, on the internet. I'd love someone to do, but I know you've got these, I don't know if do it. No one's really well. But that's one of the now the handling of much life, might be able to yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're mentioning games now that I hold a candle for, you know, like Pilot Wings and things like that. And why the hell are Nintendo not making that for the Wii? I mean, yeah. come on, how translatable is that to Wii controls? Christ. Um, but there's, there's, there's so many other games. I think it, it comes down to, and maybe another week we'll have a proper discussion about maybe our golden age of gaming, because I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I personally find that one of my golden ages was PS1 sort of N64 time. Um, and I've got favorites on both. I mean, Gold and I have spent a lot of time on, uh, and there was other games on PlayStation, not only final fantasy seven, but eight and nine were also fantastic. And there's just so many games out there. I think maybe we'll have to bring this back as a one hour special or something into a, yeah.
0: a massive yeah, we'll conversation about. our favourite kind of And I think it will be like, definitely. It's almost, it's a bit easier to say, like, if you do like recently, you're, um, Actually, part of our lost podcast, I believe, yeah. and, um, and other sites. But like, if you do like the games of a particular year, and you pick out like, it's almost easier to do that. Like, that's still hard, but like picking out for an individual yeah, year or, or an era. So um, yeah, so hopefully that's answered yeah, a I've little tried bit of that, to that, you answer
1: know, answer bit. that question that Jeff had yeah. us. And, and thanks very much for emailing in. I mean, if anyone else has got any questions, it doesn't even have to be game related. We'll answer anything, won't we? We don't care. We'll... Yeah. Tell you, whether you need to go out with that girl or not, we'll yeah. tell you whether you need to upgrade Sky TV, we'll, we'll do whatever, we'll answer yeah. anything. And we will.
0: I think of other people, like leaving on, like just tell us what you think about like some of the games we've mentioned or some of the games we haven't mentioned yeah. there. Yeah. Just about like if you've got some ones that you like can't believe that we didn't mention it or whatever. It doesn't mean that it's not one of our, a game that we think amazing. It's just, we can't list everything. So, and we would like to hear what what kind of games people are interested in. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, thank you very much for the question and please, you know, keep, keep stuff like that coming in. We're quite happy to talk about it every week. We'll, we'll talk about games till the cows come home really, wouldn't we? Uh, That's what we're here for. Um, Yeah. So thanks very much for that. I think we're just going to, we're going to run down some of the people that have left us reviews on iTunes as well, aren't we? Um, I know Jeff again; he, he left us a, a review on iTunes on the US store. So thanks very much for doing that. Uh, we've got a few reviews on the the UK iTunes. Uh, we've got Simac uh, has given us four stars. Thank you very much for that. And Audio Joe four 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 and Neil Mc seventy four have both given us five stars and and, and said some really nice. Things so yeah, thank you very much for doing that, guys. And we, you know, we really do want to stress: try and get on there and get a review for us, uh, because it will only help us in the long run. We'll go up the charts, and we'll hopefully get featured on iTunes, and you'll see a lot more from us.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we're trying to improve all the time with some of the things. So obviously, hopefully, this sounds a little bit better for some people. I know there'll be a maybe a couple of little bits during this podcast where it's gone a little bit oh. awry. Um, but yeah, we're improving all the time. We're really we're like I'm starting to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good fun. It's good fun. No, it's just because like with the first podcast, I think both of us. Well, the the first, episode one that people will listen to. It's a, it's always a little bit weird in that like you. I know it sounds weird maybe for some people, but like you get a little bit nervous about what you're going to talk about and what people are going to think and. um I really um, like the comments on the site. I think have been really useful. Like we always do with more comments and comments specific yeah, yeah. to the show or anything that you like. Um, I know there's some things we try to change and improve, like the sound quality um, and stuff. I try to make it sound like I'm enjoying myself a little yeah. bit more, <laughs> just because. But that's partly to do with um, like how the microphones were and all, all different bits like that and getting used to this yeah. and. Um, is, we, like, with the first one out, you're really worried about what people yeah, are going mean, to say. Yeah,
1: uh, we'll, we'll say a big thank you to everyone who's listened. I mean, hopefully, you've listened to the first one and come back and listened to the second one. And I think we've clocked over 200 downloads for our first show, which yeah, is yeah. which is quite a good total. And thank you very much if you downloaded it. And, and I hope you've now come back and, and downloaded this one. Um, we've got a couple of other thank yous that we want to chuck yeah. in. I want to yeah. thank um, Dave1601, who supplied our Street Fighter code for the first podcast, yeah.
0: Add into that as well, just quickly, because um, we did a little competition last week. If you, the, the person who did do that, and you yeah. that code, yeah, yeah. if you just get back in touch with, just because like we we'd like to mention here, like give you a mention, and like maybe um, like one of us, me or Strive, will be able to give you a few games on that or something. Yeah, well. yeah, definitely. Get like a game talk, night on and, it. Yeah, there'll be a bit a, of a, a, a one on one uh, fighting and a bit of a chat. Yeah, night. just get
1: in touch with. I mean, obviously the email is up on the site, so you can get us on there. Or of course, if you if you're on Twitter or anything, you can grab us on there. Um, yeah. we'll go that in a second but we also want to thank um a guy called who calls himself the hardcore blues who's uh, a brother of a friend of ours who supplies us with music for the show um we're going to try and feature perhaps a different song of his every week and we're maybe going to try and nail a proper theme tune if we can at some point um we're going to put up a link to his myspace page on our site so people can go over and check him out um we also want to thank uh vaughn Risher, i think I'm, i'm saying that right um who basically designed our new banner so if anyone comes up a new banner it's very sort of 16 bit very retro um he's done an absolutely fantastic awesome design there uh, and we've got that up there so he also designed the picture for our podcast yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're hoping to maybe knock out a couple of t-shirts with that design on as well so if anyone's interested just drop us a line and we'll see if we can sort you out a t-shirt um i think that's most of our thanks uh, yeah. just really want to say check us out on twitter um yeah. i am strive on Twitter, which is S-T-R-Y-B-E, and you've got Doctor Zach Zeus, or lowercase, uh, no, no spaces, on Twitter. You can come along and follow us, and you can pester us on there. Uh, or yeah. you can get in touch with us via the uh, the email as well.
0: Yeah, and a little tiny, I just remembered that there was a comment, um, I think it was Mash who commented that another black and white it's game vir- and said it. which is definitely, yes, it is. Another,
1: another black, black and white, and white game. game. And again, if you can think of any more, let us know, because at the end of the day... Like, like Zach said, we can't cover everything in here. So please, you know, get in touch with us. And, you know, if we've missed anything out or you want to just generally comment, let us know and we'll give you a shout-out on the next podcast. Yeah. Well, um, that's everything for from me. Week?
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're enjoying it more each week. And we kind of feel like we're getting into our stride a little bit, getting a little bit more comfortable. And um, actually, I feel like this one's ended, like, better than it started. It'll yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: definitely. I, think we, can, I yeah. think we can end it there as well.
0: Okay, so goodbye and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. This podcast is sponsored by gamesbasement.co.uk, the only games website designed by gamers for gamers. Follow us on Twitter and don't forget to visit www.gamesbasement.co.uk on our launch date 27th of April 09.